Good evening, family. Or good day, family, whatever parts of the world you're uh, checking us out. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Armor, where we're iron sharpening iron one podcast at a time. I'm your co-host, Big Brother Boone, and I'm joined by my podcasting partners. Yes, this is Joe. And Russ. Well, all right. We have a guest in the family tonight. Yes, sir. Righty. Yes, Love sir. It. So um, I just wanted to, I'm, I'm so excited about having our guests here tonight, uh, Dr. Irwin Harrington. Um, he and I go back some years. We met uh, probably back in 2008 when both of us were working at NIH, uh, mm -hmm. National Institutes of Health. And uh, so Irwin has, has been a, a part of my life since then. And it didn't start off great. But it is definitely great, a great relationship now. Yeah, I love this brother. He has a lot of knowledge to share. Um, and one of the reasons I brought him, I wanted to bring him forth today to share with, with you guys. Mm -hmm. is we were in a conversation and we were talking about, this, was, this goes some ways back, but we were talking about uh, wisdom. And, and he was in the process of working on his PhD at the time and he told me that he prayed for wisdom as he was preparing his life's journey and he shows a lot of wisdom in the things that he does and the words that he says even to me even though he uh uh like i said we've we've been around each other for a while so with that being said boone i would just like you to uh give a brief synopsis of uh, his bio and then we'll get into conversation with uh, Dr. Irwin Harrington. Hey, hey, right. All right, Dr. Harrington, Lieutenant Harrington uh, has a very extensive military background and we certainly thank you for your service, sir. Absolutely. So after going through his accolades militarily uh, at the peak of COVID-19 pandemic, he was hand selected by the Defense Intelligence Agency Surgeon General to work as a senior advisor for health and safety to mitigate the spread of the virus in DIA facilities. He transitioned from the office of the Surgeon General to the Reserve Integration Office in 20, October 2021 to serve as a strategic engagement section chief. Hmm. Lieutenant Harrington is a retired New York City firefighter. Following the attacks on the United States on September 11th, 2001, Lieutenant Harrington worked at Ground Zero for 45 days, wow. helping in the recovery of civilians who lived and worked in and around the area. He currently teaches leadership and health safety courses as part of a consulting firm he established in 2018 following his tour of duty in the Pentagon. Lieutenant Harrington's awards and decorations include a Joint Commendation Medal, Navy Achievement Medals with four stars, Meritorious Unit Medal, Navy Good Conduct and Navy Reserve Good Conduct Awards, Outstanding Voluntary Service Award, and the Combat Action Badge. Hmm. Needless to say, he is quite decorated. Yes, he is. Yes. Lieutenant Harrington is a graduate of the Navy War College's Joint Professional Military Education and Maritime Staff Officer Courses. Lieutenant Harrington holds a doctoral degree in public safety with a concentration in crisis management and counterterrorism, a master's degree of science and protection management, 
Master of Public Administration with a focus in policy management, a master's degree in government affairs with a focus in government policy leadership from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. I'm winded. And a Bachelor of Science in Fire Science from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. He is a graduate of Cornell University Executive Leadership Program. Lieutenant Harrington is married to Mrs. Dr. Tiffany Y. Harrington. And he has a son, Malcolm, who's 18, and a daughter, Michaela, who is five. Welcome, Dr. Lieutenant Harrington. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome, doctor. Welcome aboard, sir. Welcome aboard. I need some oxygen after. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Boone. Well done. <laughs> Look, I, and I, I didn't read and I didn't read it all. I know, I know. That's why I know you didn't. Oh my and, god. And, uh, funny. and and uh Dr. Harrington, we're gonna give you an opportunity, but I was thinking now uh, as he was reading that, we're out of time now and we'll have to come back next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Joe, and look, and, and look, and he don't know us, but my, my thought was, is that is that all you got, Doc? Like you don't you don't got no more than that? You know what I'm saying to myself, like, come on, man, that's that's impressive, bro. Man, you you you've been wasting your time, Doc. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what happened to me. I stayed with my my first instinct and stayed down here in the D.C. area, but um, I had to head home, so that's why I ended back in New York and um, back to where my roots are in New York City. But yeah, yeah it, it, it's been a long, long road. Before you uh, continue, I want to read what he sent us, fellas. He is honored by the invitation as he sees it vitally important for men to stand up and support each other. He says, I humbly submit that we are constantly attacked as black men in a world that has continued to fail to accept our achievements. So I take it upon myself to encourage and lift up my brothers any way that I can through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Dr. Harrington for being here today. And uh, we're just, we're honored to have you with us as a guest. And um, and as we, we stated before, the way we sit at this table and we talk and we just have discussions about uh, life and, and our successes and our, our messes and everything in between. And uh, just listening to your bio and uh, some of the accomplishments that you have made along the way. So, I just would like to open up with asking you a simple question, if it is simple, just to tell us the position that you were working at the Navy under the Surgeon General. Could give us a little idea of what you were doing um, in that position. So um, I was called back in um, 2020. It was actually March 20, March 20th, 2020, the first day that the pandemic was declared a um, international global crisis. Someone called me up and said, hey, we need somebody with uh, a health and safety background. You know anybody? And I was like, hey, yeah, I know somebody. Let me see. So I scrolled through my roller decks and I said, yeah, that somebody's me. When do you want me to report? <laughs> so they were like, hey, we, we need you to come on down. So um, initially I was up in New York working um, during this the, um, pandemic. And then eventually I came down here to Washington, D.C. area and um, affiliated with the Surgeon General. And what my job was, is um, it was a, a task force of about four different doctors, um, 
all of us with different backgrounds. We had um, epidemiologists and um, a psychologist for the mental health and uh, the epidemiologists look at different um, viral diseases. And then we had a virologist and then myself and all of us brainstormed on ways to mitigate and, and limit the spread of the virus. And um, I think it's about 20 different countries wherever DIA has a footprint. Mm-hmm. And our whole task was just advising the um, Surgeon General on the best approach to, to mitigate the spread. And my function was to actually go around to the different um, facilities and actually do uh, health and safety assessments and job hazard analysis to see how the spread could possibly affect the, the um, defense intelligence mission of um, producing intelligence products. So mm-hmm. by, by trade, I'm a Navy intelligence officer, mm-hmm. but with my, my um, background being health and safety, that's how I was brought on to the team. So um, it's not too many people that has an um, intelligence background and a health and safety background that was very needed during this pandemic. And that's how I joined the team. Before the Navy, you were a New York City fireman, correct? If I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so I, I thank God for the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm one of few, but I, I know I'm very unique in the fact that from the age of five, I followed a dream. And I, I always question people, what is it that you wanted to do when you was a little kid? And that opens up the door for me to speak to them and, and to try to encourage them that your dream is never dead. So since I was five years old, I always had a fascination of um, being a firefighter and more particularly being a New York City firefighter. Mm-hmm. So I remember growing up from the age of five, I always kept that dream alive inside of me and mm-hmm. by God's grace, that's what I wanted to do. And I remember when I first met Joe, uh, Joe said to me, and, and I may get it wrong, but I know exactly how he said it. He said, why do you want to be a firefighter? And, and I said, um, and this is the one thing about Joe that I will never forget. Now, he probably forgot, but I won't forget. Um, he said, so why do you want to be a firefighter? And I said, because I want to save lives. And he said, um, won't you save lives for Christ? And that gave me a shift on, on, on my focus because I always thought it was about running into a burning building and um, pulling people out of a burning building to save their life. Mm-hmm. But now the desire is to save lives for Christ. And, and that's the one thing that I always um, admired about Joe because he kind of sparked that fire in me. Not a burning fire, but a fire. Yes, yes. Sure. Well, you're actually, uh, Dr. Harrington, you're actually uh, pulling people from a burning hell. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I, I never thought of it that way, but I, I guess so that way, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I threw that in for free. That's <laughs> what I appreciate. <laughs> no charge, no charge. Yeah. <laughs> And that and and that's a uh, that is huge right there. Uh, and I I don't remember saying that, but I do remember uh, us having a lot of conversations about you know the directions that our lives are taking, and uh, you know that and I'll I'll be totally transparent. 
And Dr. Harrington knows this because I've we've had this conversation that when we first started working together, I didn't like this guy. <laughs> and, 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 and the reason I didn't like him wasn't because of him. It was because of me, because he was so focused and he was so driven that it came across to me as as being arrogant. Mm -hmm. But it was him being confident in the direction that his life was going. And that's where the conversation came up when we talked about he he mentioned told me about his prayer to God for wisdom to direct his life. So, uh, Dr. Harrington, uh, being a being New York City fireman, I know uh, in your bio it talked about the 9/11 aspect, uh, and that was huge to all of us uh, in the in the U.S. It affected us here in D.C. at the Pentagon, but Ground Zero was was the, sh the the thing that really, really, really stopped America. If you would share a little bit about that, what was what was that like for you? Well, to be honest, it, it, it was like walking into hell and, and smelling death for 45 days. Mm. Um, my, my new thing, and I, and I didn't know it then what I know now, but mm -hmm. my, my, the way I speak now is not about me. And that's why I'm honored to be on this um, podcast with you guys, because it's not about me. And back then, when the buildings came down and we had to go do what we had to do, I didn't realize it, but it was not about me then. I was willing to put my life on the line to save the lives of others. Mm -hmm. And 9-11 um, happened. It, it was every day down there for 45 days, 16-hour days, um, smelling death. And, and you know you you were in there if you got a family member in there my actual sister she she worked down there that day but that day she didn't go to work so she's still alive today but yeah. so many people lost their lives and being down there you just start to appreciate life different because you know that could have been your life it was an experience and for me i was right there for 45 days experiencing it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I only and and it's hard. It's hard to believe that it's been uh, uh, over twenty years ago, but uh, it's still fresh. It's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. So, and, and and what's amazing when I'm not doing the Navy, mm -hmm. I actually work in the World Trade Center building, the new building, which is called. Um, um, the Freedom Tower. That's where I work at. Wow. Now you do. Wow, that is. By, by design? Is that is your company works there, out of there? Yeah, so, so it, it wasn't by design. That's just where I ended up at. Amazing. Wow. That is. So, Dr. Harrington, um, what was your biggest takeaway from the entire Ground Zero experience? Ah, wow. I, I, I would say the biggest takeaway from that experience is the same biggest takeaway I have for this COVID-19 pandemic. Where's the love? And, and what I mean by that is during 9-11, everybody came together. We stood together. We, we sung Kumbaya, but it only lasted a month or two, right. maybe, maybe a year. 
And now with the COVID-19 pandemic, we came together, we, we stood up together, but I look at it and, and I've said it to my wife many times, where's the love? You know, we, we come together just like the funeral. When's the last time you've seen some of your closest family members doing a funeral? Mm-hmm. But a- after the funeral is gone, people forget about each other. So I, I, I think my biggest takeaway is we show love for, for the moment, but we need to continue to show love beyond the moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. So, you know, don't let, don't let the crisis be the reason to come together, but come Correct. together just because of the love. That's awesome. That is. That's a good point there, man. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, point. I appreciate that. So now we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit because um and of course because I know your background. Uh we mentioned in your bio your your wife and your son and your daughter, and that testimony, I don't know how much of your uh your your personal life you'd be willing to share, but the testimony of uh um your daughter is just phenomenal and uh and it it's to me it shows god's continued love for for us for you for your wife your family so would you want to share about your 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 youngest yeah yeah so uh i i try to be transparent in a book for people to read uh, like I said in the beginning, my, my whole life now is to encourage people to um, be more than what society says about them. So I, I, um, I always start with people, do you believe in God? And, you know, hopefully they say, well, I don't know if there's really a God or whatever they may say. But I always start off with, do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. And whatever their response is, I would say, well, if you don't believe in God, let me tell you a story. So okay. in um, December 6, 2002, I had a daughter that was born to me, but she didn't live. She died. And from December 2002, I became very angry. Um, unlike my wife, I never blamed God. My wife blamed God. I didn't blame him. But I was angry. And I, and I remember one time we went out to eat. And like I said, I like to be transparent. So we, we, we went out to a Red Lobster. And um, I saw this guy screaming and yelling at his little daughter. And I was cutting my fish at the time. And, and I just felt like taking the knife and um, mm-hmm. putting it through the guy's neck for yelling at his daughter because I just mm-hmm. lost my daughter. Mm-hmm. So Christmas time of the year, the whole month of December has always been a a sad time for me but then by the grace of god once again do you believe in god um 14 years later december 6 2016 i have another daughter so both mm-hmm. i have two, two daughters that share the same birthday 16 years apart and i always tell people if you don't believe in god here's my story because wow. it was only by the god the grace of god that i have two daughters born the same day just incredible Incredible. wow that's that's not a coincidence that's That's not a coincidence wow no i i call my my family i call my family the family of second chance you know because as joe said i i was um and i call myself i was selfish and, and stupid back then i hope i could speak the truth to you guys but i thought it was all about me 
getting this education and, and building my career mm-hmm. that I neglected my family. So I ended up getting divorced and um, didn't have my daughter, had a son, but didn't have my daughter, which I really wanted. But as we fast forward, I left NIH, went back to New York, got remarried, have um, the same wife and the same daughter, not the same daughter, but a different daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gotcha. Gotcha. That, that's why I say God is the God of second chances. And that's why I say to people, do you believe in God? Because if you don't believe in God, here's the story. No matter what you've been through in your life, whatever mistakes you've made in your life, God is forgiving and graceful to bless you and, and bring you through these trials if you depend and put your faith in him. Because I have a daughter as a second chance and I have a wife as a second chance. So God yeah. gave me a second chance to be a husband and a father to a little girl. Yeah, Even yeah. though when I walk down the street with her, people think that's my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Hey, uh, hey, so look, look, oh, yeah. man, did y'all catch that? I did. Did y'all, did y'all, did. He, did y'all yeah. catch that? I yep. did. I caught it. Remarried his original his wife, his original yeah. wife remarried, right. and they have a, a daughter together. It, 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 and that story, his story reminds me of the story of Job so much, man, where where uh it was taken away, but God has restored completely. Yeah. And then Given him more because mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, again, when we were at NIH, he was still in the process of accomplishing some of the things that he has on you know it on his record now, so all of that wasn't in place yet. And and he and God has re- restored and advanced him in a great way, so that's exciting. That's exciting. No, that that is Joey. You said something. It, it was funny, man, because I'm listening to you, and uh, and I don't know know you. I'm starting to know you, you know, just through this conversation, Doctor Harrington. But uh, Joe mentioned when we first talked about having you on, he had this conversation uh, uh, to us about uh, Boone and I about about you praying for wisdom, and 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 I know you're going to elaborate on that. But as I'm listening to you, you know. I know a little bit about wisdom, and I know one one thing within wisdom, uh, within asking God for wisdom, you will tend to recognize and pay attention to what God is doing in your life. And certainly you have done that because some people could have your story and be like, oh, you know, I just got lucky, you know. Uh, you know, look at this, you know, my my daughter born, you know, lost one daughter, another one, Look, look at, you know, how lucky I was. But you clearly are, are, praising God and recognizing God's power in that and giving him the power and the glory. So I, I know there's wisdom up in that, just in, in me hearing your story. So just I, in I, that alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I want to hear more about, you know, how and when and how you, you know, when you start praying for wisdom in your life, because uh, certainly uh, it has been bestowed upon you in certain areas for sure. Uh, I, I would say maybe 20 years ago. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe about 20 years ago when I was with the fire department. Okay. I, um, I was reading about the life of Solomon and how Solomon never prayed to God for riches or, or, or wealth. Mm-hmm. He just prayed to God for wisdom to lead his people. And, and that's the life I want to live. I want to be a person mm-hmm. that could be a, a, a living testimony. And this is what I try to tell my son and I tell anybody 
Mm-hmm. Be a role model to these young kids today. Be somebody of wisdom because you, your, your child is not going to ever see LeBron James if we honest and transparent. LeBron James, your child will never meet. And um, your child will never meet uh, um, Derek Jeter, but your child will meet you. So you have to live your life in a way that um, speaks for itself. And, and that's where the wisdom comes in. So looking at Solomon, he never prayed for riches and wealth. He prayed mm. for wisdom. And I've never prayed for wealth. I've never prayed for for, for um, riches. I just prayed to God that he would bestow on me the ability to encourage others. And that's what he's been doing. So that's where the wisdom comes in. I, it's funny. I don't have any kids, uh, Doc, um, but I, I met, you know, Joe and, and Boone know I mentor young men. And uh, it's interesting. That's one of the things I, I, when you were talking, that's the same thing I, I convey to them. I, I, uh, I encourage them to, uh, to ask for wisdom because I, you know, I look at my own life and I, I actually prayed for wisdom before I was even saved, before I even knew Christ, mm-hmm. when I was just trying to figure out who God was. And I, I remember my God, my father sort of saying the same thing you said um, and, and bestowed that upon me. And I just remember praying for wisdom, you know, God, give me wisdom, you know, reading Proverbs, give me wisdom. And then, uh, you know, long, you know, shortly after that, you know, when I got to, when I was 18 at Morehouse, that's when I accepted Christ. But I say all that to say, I think wisdom is the uh, what the 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 buzzword, but there's there's something about that wisdom, man. Uh, praying for that and and still looking for it, right? Because you know we never arrived. We're still asking for more wisdom, but um, that's powerful. Yeah, I I, I think that that's a uh, a powerful testament to your story. Thank you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I read some additional information on uh, Dr. Harrington, and um, I think one of the one of the excerpts indicated that through your Ground Zero experience and um, what you gleaned from Hurricane uh, Katrina, that basically there were a lot of people in leadership positions that were unprepared. Yes. And and uh, being a New Orleans Saints fan, when Katrina hit and and you saw the the carnage and the devastation and 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 people were even called refugees. You have you have American citizens that were called refugees back in the back at that time. Mm-hmm. When 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 I read uh, the piece on you, Dr. Harrington, it, it kind of took me back to a to a dark place. Um, and we can we can talk about it some more after the break, but but the fact that you had people in in leadership positions, the president wasn't prepared, uh, and and if the head ain't prepared, you know you know the rest of the body's not going to be prepared, mm-hmm. and and that just struck me. That's you know that's uh, that's all I'm going to say about that because because like I said, the whole hur- hurricane Katrina situation just uh again took me put me in a bad place a dark place that's where the wisdom comes from it's being prepared when you're not prepared and letting god direct your footsteps right you know because let's be honest the things that we experience most of the time we're not prepared for they just happen and 
And if you are walking with Christ at the right time, he's going to give you that insight to, to make the, the wisest choice. And, and you can either go left or you could go right. And if you got Christ on your side, you don't always go the right way. And, and that's why, um, and it's funny you mentioned Katrina because that's what I wrote my dissertation about, about people not being prepared for Katrina. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I say the same thing that happened during 9-11, we weren't prepared and during the COVID pandemic, we weren't prepared. And are you ever fully prepared? Probably not, but the more you go through things, God will reveal to you. And, and if you pray the right prayers, he'll direct your footsteps. And that's how I feel that um, my life has been. One thing that I don't think I mentioned in, in my bio is um, September 21st will be 35 years of Navy service. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout these 35 years, people say to me, why don't we tire? And I say, the reason I don't retire is because I love to talk. <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, sir. So, and I'm going to jump in right quick because, um, um, you know, talking about that wisdom, um, uh, you know, wisdom is, it, it requires action. So the action we're going to take right now is we're going to go to break and then we're <laughs> going to come back and we're going to fill in, finish this conversation. See you after the break. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m., hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boom. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs our messes, and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. We are back from our our break we're vibing with uh, dr erwin harrington yes, and yes it's, been, it's been quite a quite a ride so far and uh, mm -hmm. we're going to keep on riding thanks yeah. for joining us around the table really appreciate it thank yeah. you for having me. Yes. absolutely
Um, so, so you said, Doc, you say you, you don't, you're, you're not going to retire. You're not, you're not retiring because you like to talk. What, um, what, what do you see or, or do you see any, uh, um, in terms of the next uh, season or next chapter in, in your, in your, um, your service life? What, what does that look like moving forward? Any, any big uh, goals or uh, agendas on the line or is it sort of, you know, I'm just curious what's, what's on your agenda. <laughs> loaded question right <laughs> no I, well I, I know what i want to do but my wife tells me that ain't gonna work because she says i'm cut out for it okay i want to go be a walmart greeter work at walmart and just talk to people but my wife says that ain't gonna pay the bills and that ain't gonna work so um i don't know what i'm gonna do but whatever i do i want to be somebody that could give back got it I, I look at it that um god blessed me it's not about me, so I need to give back. And everything stems off of the, the concept of it's not about me, it's about you, and it's all based off of wisdom. So I, I want to, that's why I stay in the Navy so long is because I love to talk. Mm -hmm. I, I want to share my experience with young people to tell them, hey, if I did it, you could do it too. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so Dr. Harrington, when's the book coming out? Um, I, I don't know that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm I'm sorry. I shortchanged you. When yeah. is the movie coming out? When is the 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 uh, documentary coming out? Mm -hmm. well, well, somebody told me earlier this year. I need to start working on it, but I I, I got to first get back home and be a, a granddad again. Or well, I mean, a daddy. So a dad, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, did, did you, did something happen since the last time we talked, Grandpa? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that in the bio. <laughs> uh, but, but that's how I feel when I'm running around. My knees right. are no So, um, but going back to that, so you do have a publication, you do have a book uh, that you published a few years back, right? Yeah, so I, I have several publications. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't know the exact number I'm up to, but yeah, I haven't written in a while, but I do have publications out there. Wow. Yeah. So, elaborate, sir. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, please do. Please. Uh, so pretty much it's all been about um, crisis. I, I, I wrote things on um, Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Katrina, um, psychological um, aspects of, of emergency response for like when emergency responders go into battle or go to save lives, who saves them? That probably was my uh, most rewarding one because I looked at it from an emergency manager's point of view, mm -hmm. saying when they go into battle and when they have stress, who saves them? Because if we think about it, there's always a case of suicide that follows um, some emergency responders. So we need to think about their mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, uh, powerful. That's, crit that's powerful and, and yeah. critical. We, my wife and I have talked about the, uh, the PTSD that we experience as firefighters. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I often talk about and I've, I've spoken of it with uh, mm -hmm. Boone about, you know, some of the images that you just cannot see, you know, you can't yeah. not see because you've right. already experienced, experienced it. Um, 
you know, the the uh, depression that will come with it sometimes, the nightmares that come along with it. Mm -hmm. And and we, as a you get to a point where you try to suppress a lot of that, but it's it comes out in other ways. Mm -hmm. And so being able to deal with it. And I'm, I'm glad you wrote that um, publication about that because that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. So on a lighter note, you're going back home to New York. Is that is that my understanding? Uh, uh, when we started off tonight, I said I'm down to 22. That means 22 days. 22 days. So uh, how long have you been in the area now? Since 2020. Okay, so at the at the start of the pandemic, I know. Um, yeah, yeah. So I know that's been a difficult because I know you've been um, traveling back and forth to you know be with your family as well as come down here and and um, um, do your job to help save lives. You know through um, the the studies that y'all have done with the pandemic. So, with that being said, going back to your job with the Surgeon General. And you, uh, you had a, a a vast array of of areas that you guys uh, covered. I, I think you said it was like twenty agencies or twenty um, countries. Twenty countries. Twenty mm -hmm. countries. And you were traveling back and forth there as well, right? Yeah, this has been a, a season of traveling. Mm -hmm. I've wow. racked up a lot of Marriott reward points and um, <laughs> yeah. airlines award points. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely been a lot of traveling for me. And, um, you, you know, uh, sometime earlier this year, somebody interviewed me and they said, how do you feel about the, the pandemic and what you have to say? And I, what, what was amazing to me is... Um, even to today, I still wear a mask. I wear two masks, actually. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge when I go home because my wife doesn't wear a mask. So when someone else interviewed me, they said, how do you feel? And I was bombarded every day with the pandemic, with Dr. Fauci and listening to the different um, studies of the COVID virus. And now even with monkeypox. Mm -hmm. and, and trying to get my family at home, you know, that they look at me as, as little Irwin or little Chris, <laughs> the baby, they don't look at me as the doctor. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So trying to get people to understand that this is real, especially the wife. I'm not trying to get divorced, so I got to keep the profession out of it. <laughs> yeah, I can only That's wisdom. That. Yeah, that's, that wisdom. That, that's definitely wisdom. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, is there anything that you would like to enlighten us about, anything that we didn't cover um, that may be an important topic that you'd like to share? Um, I, I would say, listen. Mm-hmm. Listen, the... the um, Everybody has something to share, but if everybody's talking, how do we learn and grow? Mm. We got to sometimes sit back, especially when we're praying, we just got to shut up and listen. And, and that was one of my problems. My wife was giving me the signals, but I wasn't listening. Mm. So now, mm. now that I'm older, I listen. listen. So I, I would say, if, Anything I could 
and part of sharing is just listen. Yes, listen well. to people. Man, that, that's good right there, man. Yeah, that's right up my alley right now. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm uh, that's a, I'm working on that one, Doc. That's a that's a preaching to my spirit. I appreciate that that little droplet of of wisdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me tuck that away right now. <laughs> listen. Yeah, we, we got to listen. And so I'm gonna take it back to when we were working at NIH and uh and and a time when I did listen. And I know that uh, you had told me, I think at that time you had your, um, you had a certification in fire protection systems that I had never heard of at the time. And so you shared that with me and you were saying, okay, you know, this certification is something that I think you should, should look at, you should study for. And, uh, and you even uh, helped me with some of the study materials. And so I took your advice even though even though you were younger than me and you were this dude from New York which which uh talked a lot of smack but you I listened to you and I I took the uh the exam and I and it took me three times to get the certification but I ended up getting the certification and then at that time it was just the accomplishment and I was okay I got it but it turned out that that was the thing that actually propelled me to get another position that I'm working in right now. And that was uh, wow. like three years in between from when I actually, no, four years in between you, when you actually told me to take about the exam and to take the exam. And when I actually got the new position uh, uh, where I am now at Walter Reed. So I listened. Okay, Joe, you listened. I like that. That's a so, testimony. Listening is part of that wisdom I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Because a, a fool would think he knows it all and don't want to listen. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Amen. 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 And, and again, when we talk about wisdom, wisdom, so knowledge is just knowledge until you put it in and and action, put it into action, and then it becomes wisdom. Wisdom is something that you have to gain. You, it's experience. You can't just uh, go around here winging it and thinking that you're you're smarter than the next cat because that that's not really that's not going to work. Not in today's time. No, no, it won't. Is it won't at all? That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good word right there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I was when you were talking about that, I, I was, and I know, Doc, you were talking about um, early on about God, and and when you meet people, you ask them, and I'm pretty sure it's Proverbs seven. I'm trying to look it up, um, which mentions the beginning of knowledge is the fear of God. Um, I know I'm par paraphrasing, but uh, anyway, no, that, that, that's interesting that you're that we're talking about that because. Um, uh, so much spins around that 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 word that that discipline of wisdom yeah yeah that's good good so, word right there and that's the the uh wis the listen is one of the reasons that uh i really had thought of us bringing erwin up dr harrington to mm -hmm. to the podcast because we were in conversation this was recently and he had said that to me you know sometimes you just need to listen and 
the light bulb went off and I thought, wow, this will be a great conversation. And we're just now getting to it in the second half because that was really the, the invitation right there, but he had so much, so much other knowledge and wisdom share with us. Mm -hmm. that, um, we're just now getting to it, but uh, uh, thank you for, for bringing that up. I, I want to read this real quick. Cause I, I, I don't, I don't like misquoting scripture. Uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy one is understanding. Mm. Um, so anyway, I just want to throw that in there for free. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. All right. So Dr. Harrington, give the family something to take away as we vibe with you. Give them something to, to think about. Give them some encouragement, some inspiration. Somebody yeah. who, who is uh, teetering on the, on the brink of, of depression. Somebody who needs some hope. Can you help us out, bro? I surely can. I would say continue to believe in yourself, believe in God, put God first, and always speak life. By speaking life, I mean never give up. When you have a hope, you have a, a vision. Come on. And that vision is going to carry you to wherever you want to be. It mm -hmm. may not always be easy. It may be rocky. But that hope is going to keep you on, on a track and on pace to fulfill your dreams. And, and if you put God first, you're going to get there. Just keep hoping. Amen. Amen. Whatever you want to be. If mm -hmm. you believe now, in all seriousness, I, I really appreciate this evening and the opportunity you guys gave me. Um, Joe has always been like a big brother to me uh, from back in, in NIH days, even up to now. I always look at Joe as like my big brother. And um, I really appreciate everything Joe has spoken to my life. And he, he I remember him using and saying things to me that I'm like, wow, let me think about that. And, you know, he said to me when I said that I wanted to save lives from fire. He said, save lives for Christ. And I, I keep trying to live that life and encourage people. And I believe that if you believe in it, you could achieve it. Love it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your uh, spirit, my brother, and uh, appreciate your obedience and wisdom. And uh, I've certainly grown grown from this conversation. So certainly appreciate your time. And, and, uh, and uh, I'll reiterate, certainly appreciate your service to this country um, and um, all that you do. And I'll just encourage you to keep, keep moving, keep swinging and, uh, you know, keep doing this thing because uh, it is a journey. It is. And as you uh, return to uh, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Hey, hey. Eight million stories. Yeah. Make it 12 million because I'm coming home. No, that's right. I knew that. I know that's right. New York. Shout out to Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Love that song. New York. Nothing like it. Yeah, we certainly will be praying that the Lord blows your mind. Yes. Dr. Yes. Harrington. Right now. In his name. You're the, you're the man, sir. Right. I, I salute you. Uh, <laughs> I salute the three of you because you guys is doing what I wish I could do. You're reaching out and uh, a, a wide spectrum and broadcasting throughout the world. I don't know how many other countries you're going to, but you, you're encouraging men 
and, and, and little boys to, to seek role models and people that are tangible, not in some fictitious people that they'll never meet. Mm. And, and I, I appreciate that because that's what we need in our society. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much, family, for joining us. We certainly enjoyed our guest, Dr. Irwin Harrington. Yep, yep. And if you want to hit us up on email, please, you can reach us at info.insidethearmor at gmail.com. Info.insidethearmor at gmail.com. Take Dr. Harrington's words to heart. He really blessed us tonight. All I can say is peace. 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 peace, peace.